0: You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2212 South Broad Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. So great to be here among such great people, good friends. Walked in and got a piece of candy from Bobby. That was nice. That was nice. And I know that, I, you know, I had a cough that my wife's doctor says really isn't as deadly as it sounds, but I know that if I just fall over, Paul will pick me up, which is nice, we're friends, and, and Nathan already promised he would give a speech, because he's always, re- always ready with a speech, and if that doesn't work, then Howard can bring in his baby, you know, whatever, whatever. so it's good. Is Wells here? Oh, okay, we have to run over, run over and get him in case there's an emergency. Because okay. we're, we're building something here, and it's, it's, it's nice to see it. Um, Develop. It's really good to watch it. Watch it happen. I mean, against all odds, I'd say we're building something that keeps getting more beautiful. Don't you think? It seems like it to me. I've been involved in building the church, and in a lot of building projects just in general for my whole life. But certainly for the last um, couple of decades. And if I'm right, I took an oath recently. I verified this with Gwen. It was sort of like Scarlett O'Hara. If you've not seen Gone with the Wind, this is Scarlett O'Hara. And uh, she just plucked a a raggedy old carrot out of the ground. And she's holding it up and saying something like, this is what I was saying. With God as my witness, I will never get involved in another building project again. (laughs) Gwen verified, that's really true. That did happen. Um, But here I am. This is our new condo. And... um, it's about 10 miles from here, according to Google, and uh, 21 stories above Fairmount Park. And of course, um, we might get in there someday. Um, hopefully now, now it's by maybe January 1st, as soon as the first snow falls. Um, the, the rough inspection's about ready to happen, I think. I don't know. Our plumber is kind of like an artist. So it takes away the Van Gogh plumbers, and so he might, who knows how long it will take him. Um, but building seems to be in um, my blood in a way. Um, I, I think we've all got to uh, fire a little bit, don't we, to build something? You know, even if it's the next relationship you're longing for that you're not sure what you're going to do with it once you get it. I mean, even if it's just that, I mean, we all want to do, we want to build something. And uh, some of us just can't keep our hands off impossible buildings. We just gotta build something, got it? We gotta go for it, you know, like the Carto Funeral Home, something like that. Uh, did you know that the Carto Funeral Home was known as the burial service for the mob? Did you know that? I didn't know that until I found this picture. No. Oh, who knew? I mean, it was predictable, but who knew? And and our um, our sister building up the street at 1125, owned by the Del Borellos. Who reportedly might have a little few mob collections, uh, connections themselves, this is why we don't have an elevator in the building, because they somehow made that happen magically. I don't know why. I always think it's good that we have a Demera to help us get through this street. You know, it's sort of, thank you, and she's a, a builder herself. She guides our way. It's sort of like these builders; these buildings are like abandoned children. You know, you gotta, gotta take care of them. I mean, Gwen walked into this condo building you know, that hadn't been touched by the, since the 80s. This is the, the, the condo that we, we bought. With uh, all the, the um, balconies are being refurbed. They're from the 60s. so They have to be, like, torn off and put back because they're just rotting. And she looked at it, took one look, and said, this is the place. I've got to have it. You know, and she's sort of like Brigham Young looking over at the Utah or something, "This said, this is, this is it. It fired her up, and she had to have it. And so, of course, I had to give it to her, and so now we have it. And I'm prone to similar building, I mean, similar impulses, as you know, some of you, that uh, forever. I mean, um, when I was young, of course, I had more impulse than money, and so I dragged Gwen through a series of building projects, fixer-uppers, which I didn't know how to fix up, but we had a fixer-upper, and so I had to learn how to fix up things. And um, lots of stories about that. But we even had a church that we planted in California that we decided to have a barn-raising-like project to build ourselves. And the thing is still standing, even. So it seems to be um, what it got to do. Now that I've reached the um, traditional retirement age, I mean, that is unless you're um, Joe Biden or Donald Trump, or somebody like that. You know, they never retire. They're immortal, apparently. Um, uh, It seems like I should become smaller and do a little less building, right? But I I can't really resist uh, Greta Thunberg and trying to build her climate coalition. You know about her, right? And I really can't resist being part of the Jesus Collective. There they are in Toronto, trying to build uh, kind of like the uber denomination of Anabaptist people, you know, across the whole world to um, try to make a movement for third-way Christians and and who knows what else. Can't seem to stop. So when my pastor told me that I ought to build a cell, I decided to do one, to do another one, alongside the one that I was already working on, because our map goal said we were supposed to do it, and my pastor said I should do it. So I started trying to build a new cell. Um, here she is. A I minute. Mean, let's see if this works. Did you see this in the last? Uh, um, do I have to switch it? The last. Co- 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 what's that called? The compass. This is at the end of the compass, I believe. And here she is talking a little bit about what cells. That's Ben. That's not. That's not Rachel that's Ben. So this is our cell and we're very loud most of the time. Um, but these are real great people and Woo! I just want you to have a chance to see them right now and to say hi. So Hi, hi guys. South Philly. Hi, to say hi. Hello wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye, guys. I wanted you all. That was great. I hope you got to see the whole thing. It's, it's cute but, and inspiring. So I couldn't resist the exhortation. I decided to try a, a new cell instead of figuring out how I could sit in my condo. I'll get to that. Um, and to, I knew to, the, to build a new cell, I had to convince people at some level that we were made to build things. We just made to build, um, build cells in particular. But if if they, you know, if they already knew that, I had to at least remind them that God is tending us, tending us so that we can be creative and transformative. I'm tended to to tend. I am built to build. I'm farmed to farm. And that's how life works in the kingdom of God. So if I want to move with that, I got to I've got to I got to move with that idea. Now I think it's really easy to think to think about why we would not build a cell or build a church or really build anything or do anything even that isn't just trying to get money out of somebody who's already built something so we can get some money out of them and keep going. because it's it's hard to build things. I mean, if you, you've, maybe you've been in a rehab project um, or you have applied yourself to building this congregation in some way, I mean was was it easy? Probably not. And I feel sorry for you, because of that. I mean, really. I mean, the bad news always is, you know, that you were you were meant to build. You know, and I do feel sorry that I had to say that. And but I'm going to try not to say that too much, because really, that that is your, that's what you were meant for. You were uh, you were gifted by God to do hard things, and you are actually doing them. I think you should feel good about that. I mean, you are building a community right here of relatively young people. I mean, that's compared to, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren or the other people that dominate the country. You know, okay, Boomer, right? Um, and, I, and me too. I mean, you're relatively young compared to me too. But you're, 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 all young, you're also um, young Christians who are building something. You know, that, that's just not that uh, r- typical. You know, that, that, that not everyone's just building something. Most of us are dominated by some big giant corporation that was built in like the, the 50s or something, and now it's just a behemoth, like Amazon or something like that. And you're building something for Jesus in the Northeast, which according to the Pew surveys a couple of weeks ago, just nobody's doing that, except you, I guess. That, that's, uh, that's fabulous. So I don't need to tell you that good things need to be built. So I'm going to try to ignore how hard that is for you and just try to keep stoking your fire to build something for the next few minutes. Because I'm convinced that people um, often get stuck in the the wind phase of their development. You know how we think of that? Earth, wind, fire, and water. We think of the natural ways that we end up being a a deep Christian who's ready for eternity. And we watch our development and try to track it and help each other keep moving. The the wind phase is... uh, when we were figuring out how to have a life in the, in the Spirit. And a lot of us get stuck in this phase because we're, we're all perpetually negotiating whether we're really going to have a live relationship with the living God. And we can argue about for the rest of our lives whether there actually even is a living God. And we can argue with ourselves about whether I'm actually capable of following one, if there is one. And you can get stuck in that phase and never move on. But we really, I mean, when we really become our true selves, our truest selves probably really get um, going in the fire stage when we are are, um, kind of over that first negotiating process and we get to kind of probably the main stage for the most of our lives when we really do our best stuff, when we use our gifts that we've been given to redeem the world and actually build a place where Jesus gets a platform to do what Jesus does best. And we're all, we're engaged to our fullest extent in that. We all have the Spirit of God given to us. And we all have such a lot of opportunity. We um, all need to build something to be our truest selves in action. Right? I'm making a point, right? I keep making the same point, right? You still with me? It's not good enough to just think your faith, right? It's not good enough just to feel your faith. You have to do your faith to actually be a human being. Human beings have a body, spirit, body, in action work all together. If the body's not working at something, you're probably not in the game. You're probably still waiting to get there. And we're really trying to do that here. We really uh, work on having a living faith that can be actually built on a rock and withstand the rising tides around it in a really difficult place in a difficult era of the world, I think, taking it seriously. So let's do a little Bible study about it. I'll just keep reconvincing you. That's the whole speech. I just gave it to him. Just, can I keep doing it now? Let someone read that Bible uh, verse, and, and uh, we'll get started with that. This part. For we are co-workers in God's service. We are God's <clears throat> God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build it care. Thanks, Kate. The reason we do something or that we don't do something isn't really just to satisfy some abstract sense of rightness or just to avoid the repercussions of doing something wrong. Not according to this Bible. It's part of the Bible. We do or we don't do something because we're building. We do something because we're building with care. We're trying to build something, and it's important. It's it's sacred work. I think when Paul says this to the church in Corinth, he assumes that the Holy Spirit is going to be, you know, kind of bridging the gap in between them and will make what he's saying resonate with them spirit to spirit. He's quite confident that what he says is just coming from the Lord. And if it doesn't come from the Lord, you won't believe it anyway. But if it is, if he's telling telling them the truth, then it will actually resonate with them because the Spirit of God will actually enliven it. He's not just telling a personal story. This is I do this because this is what I like to do. I do this because this is what's meaningful to me. I do this because I'm the apostle. It's my identity. And he says, no, I do it because I'm part of the, the whole movement of the spirit in the world. And so we all build with care. We all have this common thing that we do together. And it's really crucial that we pay attention to what God is saying to us. And we imitate what uh, Jesus is doing in front of us, before us, and follow that. I think that what he's saying is um, it's really not worthy of us to make decisions about what we're going to do merely based on our own desire or just on some kind of survival instinct. I mean, anybody, I mean, we could have done that before we knew Jesus, of course. It's worthy of us to build something with God that's greater than just trying to stay alive or just pass on our genes or something. He's calling us into it. Let me try it another way. I think he's saying it's beneath us as Jesus followers to always live off what what somebody else does. Certainly uh, living off of what somebody who doesn't even know Jesus does. God needs to build something next just as Jesus was born to do with the body of Christ, with us. That's worthy of us. Am am I wrong? I I think Paul's really trying to answer the important questions here. Um, who am I? I'm, I'm, God's, I'm God's co-worker. I'm not God's co-worker because I'm just some dominated slave who better do what they're told or they're going to get fired, literally, in this case. Um, I'm God's co-worker because I'm, made, I'm being remade for being redemptive. I'm being remade for being creative, like God. In the spirit, God comes beside me, and I, become, I come beside God. And if you don't feel like that's where you're at, I, I, I think you might feel wrong about yourself, and you probably should change your mind about yourself. God trusts you, God thinks you're really something. God, uh, you know, God thinks you should figure out, you know, what you sh- what you do with His trust, you know, not not become something you're not, but become who he, He's made you. He really thinks you're uh, great, and uh, you you want to live into that. I think that's what Paul's trying to say. You know, who, who am I? I, I? I'm God's field. I'm God's building. Yeah, you clap. for that. Oh, I thought. Gotta like the hallelujah thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm so excited about getting a piece of applause. Why just keep going? Like the did Yeah. very important. I'm God's field. And he says, I'm God's building. Obviously, I'm not an inanimate object. I'm not a thing that's getting um, pushed around. But he's talking about you know, the same way you can understand building a building or working on the farm. You can understand what God is doing. You know, God, God is tending us so that we're strengthened for our purpose. We're being, we're being um, moved. We're being developed by God, the one who cares about me. That's what we do. That's what God does, and that's what we do. And in that, it's just a, such a great honor we should we should think of ourselves i'm not just nothing i'm not just dirt you know i am i am god's god's field i'm i am i am something even if i were just dirt it would be god's dirt you know and so whatever your whatever your image of yourself is it, it's in this new context now that god has come and found you it's great i'm built to build i'm fired up to kindle spiritual fire our, our church is really biblical that way right I, I think so. Um, and we, we're, we're devoted to what Paul's describing. We, we think individuals, cells, and congregations are all like farms. Um, I'm only a couple of steps down the ancestry from farmers, so I kind of feel this. You might not feel it, but I, I can kind of see how it you know feels. Like my, my toes are down in the dirt. I kind of understand what they're talking about. You either produce, the farm either produces or you're dead. It's a life and death thing. We're like that too. If you're not into it, if you don't work the farm, if, it, if you're going to let it go to seed, well, then we'll die. Because you are, it's your farm. You know, it's, it's what God has made for you to do. So, um, what do you do as a result of all that? Now that the grace is at work in me, well, of course, I, I build with care. I create. I'm am I'm, I'm built to build, so I decided to build a new cell. Um, right now, it only has like four people, and really only two show up. One time we had three, you know. It, so it's uh it's it have, it's it's as more um, in prospect than actual in reality yet. Our first meeting was at the Broad Street Diner, and um, which I really like. Um, well, once we were there, we realized, you know, it's a, little, it's a lot harder to build one of these things when we're doing it um, ourselves uh, in actual real time than when we're thinking about it or when Jesus is doing it. You know, one man needs to drive to the meeting. This is really hard, so he doesn't, he doesn't come. One man slept through two meetings, but he did text uh, before the meeting was over that he had slept through it. Another man has a, a child at home, so of course you can't leave that child at home with the the wife or you'll be in trouble so he doesn't come out that early so he had to figure out something else you know it's sort of like when my uh, same kind of building process when I was in the the, the condo and the the contractors tore down one of the walls and they found out behind the wall all this amazing stuff that took at least an extra week and a half just to figure out what they were going to do with it it was the most amazing surprise that they took pictures of it because building is kind of hard it's kind of hard Building a place for um, goodness in the world is like that day that Jesus um, was kindling fire and a lot of people came out of town to just see what he was doing. So many people that there were just hundreds of them out of, out of town. They were way out of town and they stayed all day and people were getting hungry and the disciples were wondering what's going to happen now. There was going to be a food riot or something like that. And so they, he, they saw all of them uh, out there, and they asked Jesus about it. And he told them, well, why don't you give them something to eat? So of course, they thought he was kind of crazy. But um, I mean, it always looks like these, ha- these things just happen, doesn't it? Jesus is wandering around in the wilderness, and suddenly he's feeding, feeding 5,000 people. And it just seems like, well, that just happens. He makes it look so easy. I guess he's the son of God. It might be easy. I'm not sure. But, but I actually think he's kind of working hard uh, he sub- he submitted himself to a body just like ours. And He actually has a lot of hard work to try to build something that could eventually reach clear to broad in Jackson in beautiful South Philly, which it did. You know he obviously called together a leadership team. He's got the twelve disciples there, just enough. You don't need too many of them, but you do need enough leading. Most of us aren't going to build by leading, right? But we need them. They helped them create a crowd. Crowds breed crowds. Jesus was looking to reach people. There they were, 5,000 plus their families were all there. Once they were going to feed everyone with five loaves and two fish, he, he organized the massive crowd. He set them down into cells. He went cellular, put them down in small groups, building the proto cell church right there in the miracle story. Then he called out the miracle. And he had his disciples distribute it to whoever whoever would take it. They collected up bounty much more than they started with. It was not really if you, if Jesus builds it, it will come, people will come, or, you know, if you build it, you know, they'll all come, but Jesus built the place for the miracle. And after that happened, after that place was built, the fire could spread to thousands more people. It was building with care. And we've been talking about it ever since. You know, what he built didn't look like the mainstream particularly, but it, it was quite a stream, wasn't it? It's been happening ever since, and reaches right on into eternity. So when I have my little cell there on Broad Street, I think the possibility just might be there too. I, I do already know that the waitress we always meet has a little dachshund. You know And uh, the dachshund has a whole uh, drawer full of sweaters <laughs> and a little hat too. I know because once I was interested in it, I saw every picture of the dachshund you know and just flipped right through a phone so who, who and who knows where that little moment of love actually goes? You know um, to actually build a cell or to build anything. Um, I think um, you probably have to go with a few things that won't undermine what Jesus is trying to do. All right, so try just in, in closing, just try on these two thoughts, see if they work for you. Because I think to go with Jesus, you you don't have to you don't have to be good to build with Jesus. You don't have to be good, okay? Like you have to get better until you're qualified. All right, like Jesus wouldn't dare work with you. Until you got, like, cleaned up or something. Uh, Not so. You just have to go with the goods you already are. I think Christians are way too preoccupied with the sin Jesus just forgave. Why are you still thinking about that? Why don't you just let it go? The Holy Spirit's going to burn away all that bad in you. You don't have to be so occupied and in control of that. Would you please just go ahead and be a Christian? Let Jesus save you and move on into what next? What's next? I, I was talking about that when we were talking about the budget. I think Rachel tries to get the budget into one of her speeches, right? So I'm trying to follow your lead, because it's it's the key thing. You know, if you want to build something, if we if we contribute all our money together, well, we'll we'll sure be able to build something, won't we? So it's it's the it's the thing, you know, that you have to talk about because it actually means something. I was talking about this. I said, you know, if you browbeat them and tell them how bad they are for not giving their, uh, not filling in that, that survey you're supposed to have filled out by now, did you do that yet? Fill out the survey, damn it. The, uh, the, uh, you know, that's like it, that's going to work, right? You know, it's, uh, it, uh, you, they're, gonna, they're going to give their money because they are good. If you can't trust them, that will be proven. But I think you can trust them. They're actually amazing. I mean, look what they already have done. I think, I think I can trust you for my life. I think, I think something like that is trust happens to, something happens to prove that all the time. Jesus did that with his disciples. He looked out at the crowd and he said, Well, why don't you feed them? I'm here, I'm right here with you. Why don't you feed them? If you want to build with Jesus, you probably have to get this thought on too. You don't have to do anything. Just go with your want to. You don't have to do anything. I hope you didn't have to come to this meeting. I'm not going to make you raise your hand. But if I was making you raise your hand, would you raise your hand because you thought you had to come to the meeting? Just think about it. Because if we are forcing some obligation on you or anyone so that you get to resist it or resent it, You are probably sucking the want to right out of the system right now. (laughs) I wish you'd just stop it. Don't do anything you have to do. I don't even want to. I mean, I'll work with you in therapy if that. If you want to do it, I I feel this resentment. I feel this resistance. I don't know what to do with myself. But don't do it on the church. These people love you. You don't have to do anything. I mean, I hope it's more like a 12-step meeting, right? Some of you have been in one of those. People usually go to those because they want to stay sober. They've already been down to the bottom, and now they want to get up. They don't do it just because they should, even though they know they should. I mean, people who have to go to a meeting usually don't go. We're trying to build a space where people who want to can have a life, not where people who have to will make us all feel terrible. I mean, we'll be, we'll be patient with you if you're stuck in have to, And you keep rebelling against us for sharing our lives and trying to drag you into it, or something like that. But I think Jesus is keep continue well continue to tell us, you know, why don't you just feed them? Why don't you just don't you want to? I'm right here. Why don't we just feed them? That would be really what we're made for. That's what I'm here for. I think I said I wouldn't feel sorry for you. I mean, since it's an honor to be co-building with the Lord. It's hardly something to feel sorry for us about. But I know that at least a few of you are still negotiating about co-building. Or maybe you're still just, uh, maybe you just started to take your first step into the fire stage of life and it feels a little like uh, daunting maybe. But you know, maybe you're not sure you can build your best stuff. I don't know. So if you're just getting your first taste of this miraculous bread that Jesus is handing you through this long chain of disciples enlivened by his own spirit, don't despair. If you're just taking your first bite, you don't have to have it all figured out, okay? But one thing you could do, you could pick up whatever looks like a decent brick and see if you can just build it in, just kind of fit it in to what God is making here and build with care. Do something that you actually know, yeah, this is me building with care. I'm actually hearing it. I'm actually trying to do it. you're meant for that and uh, we are here to be built and to build something beautiful you're part of it thanks for listening to circle of hope's sunday meeting podcast if you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell you can find one under our connect drop down at circleofhope.net